0: Welcome to episode 42 of the Hike or Die Outdoor Adventure Podcast. I am kind of joined by Craig. We're in separate studios tonight. How are you doing, Craig? Hey, mate. I'm doing great. That is good. Hey, Craig, what do you think it would be like if I did a podcast where I did zero preparation and I had absolutely nothing ready?
1: (laughs) Sounds good. You know, it sounds like what I would do, actually, but yeah, let's go yeah, for yeah, it.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, you, if you keep listening, you're going to find out how that rolls out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you as always to our regular podcast sponsors for their support. Topo Maps Plus, a phone application that allows you to view topographical maps and track your location even without cell phone coverage. Go deeper into the backcountry. Rios floating polarised sunglasses with 100% UV protection for the love of water. Bluey Merino, Australian superfine merino wool base, mid and top layer garments. Where our story ends, yours is just beginning. Cariby, one of Australia's leading backpack, travel and outdoor brands. They supply us with dry bags, waterproof day packs and expedition bags. Supporting our sponsors allows us to continue to produce this podcast. So please jump online and check out what they have to offer. We would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land from which we broadcast today and pay our respects to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. How you doing, Greg?
1: Hey, Tom. I'm doing really well, mate, and so much better now I'm chatting with you. It's,
0: it's yeah, well, it's, sorry it's not face-to-face. Yeah. But um, do you want to know what I did with the extra time that I would normally be traveling to, to the studio to meet you?
1: Yeah, what? what's going on
0: oh, I I went out and had sushi with a friend of mine <laughs> <laughs> fair enough <laughs> yeah mate does. Oh, I've got some uh, time to uh kill
1: <laughs> swings and roundabouts right I mean oh it's good yeah I bet I bet it's better not having to drive this far so
0: yeah on a cold night like tonight I'm not gonna lie it's pretty yeah. good to just um yeah get home here in me uh in me what is it checkered mountain shirt and my UGG boots.
1: Very good, mate.
0: That's what I don't wear at your place. You're missing out.
1: <laughs> Very casual, right? Very relaxed.
0: Mm. Uh, what's new with you? Mate, I'm
1: I'm doing really well. I mean, we could talk about sickness and bad weather and all the stuff that's been um, stopping me from, from getting out lately, but I've just got back on track, mate, and um, had a little bit of a an outing on the weekend, climbed up a, a bit of a peak and had a bit of fun. That's good. But, yeah, do you remember how sick I was when we, how we oh, had to cancel that? Well, of
0: course I remember how sick you were because we, we had obviously <laughs> planned a um, hike for that weekend and yeah. uh, booked everything, paid for everything, I and know. then, um, yeah, that's fine. I we mean, to- I'm not, I don't hold any resentment <laughs> towards you, I'm not. We had to we They're had to call it. you
1: about two days out, didn't we? We had to
0: call Yeah, it I was a couple of days out. I just so yeah. like, there's no way you want to be dragging yourself out there. And it was that was a little while ago now, so it was freezing cold in that area too. Yeah. Yeah, it would you would have um yeah, yeah. I might have been carrying you out had we have yeah. taken that. I hike. actually
1: probably would have been all right with the next week I got really sick and if I had have done that as well. I don't know. You got
0: more sick the week after. I
1: did, yeah. And you
0: didn't do anything. That's right. Yeah. Oh, no. You would have been in. <laughs> I would have been visiting you in hospital, recording yep. the intros in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, if you wanted to know about
1: just this weekend, um, I was going to ask you if you'd ever been to um, Mount Cordeaux and Mount Mitchell. They come up on the news feed a lot.
0: People. Yeah, they're super popular. That's fantastic. right on, um cunningham's gap yes yep so i mean like how many times
1: have you driven that highway got to that um car park but have you stopped there before have you ever
0: no i think i've stopped there not to not Mm. to get out just to yeah i can't remember what
1: so i thought mate i'll do that it's um pretty accessible and um took took the boy up and it was it was really cool. I really liked it. Um, Did
0: you do one one of the two?
1: Yeah, just Mount um, Cordo. Awesome. And it's just um, yeah, easy, but was great fun. Just getting up onto the top and having a fantastic view. Man, like really nice.
0: Is Cordo the one on the same side as the car park? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because the other one you have to cross that. Yeah. Horrific road. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good spot. That's cool. Did you get any good photos?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I did. I was just—it's like I had um, Elliot there, and I was—I was just so scared that he was gonna—I don't (laughs) know—fall to his death the whole time. So I don't know why I didn't take more photos, but I was just like keen to get back down at some point. (laughs) Um, This this fathering instinct—he's just—he didn't care walking along some of these little narrow sections where there was a bit of a drop off. He just didn't care. But I'm like, he could just kick his foot on a rock and mm. tumble. And he was just talking the whole time. I'm like, just stop talking and watch where you're walking. <laughs> but just, uh,
0: If not for anyone's sake but mine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, I was a bit anxious on the top. Let's put it that way. but needed a,
0: a harness, <laughs> like have him in a harness <laughs> where they cable back to you clipped onto your harness. Yeah. And if he did fall, you'd just <laughs> kind of like sit down and then anchor him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that when you're that height and that age, you don't really even have any fear and it's not a risk to him because he's just so capable probably. But mm. when, you know, when you're standing at my height looking at him, I'm thinking he could trip and fall. But he mm. probably never would. Um, sort of an unnecessary fear, but yeah, I was. He's a bit... not
0: old like us. He doesn't have um, <laughs> slow reflexes. No,
1: but he did trip a couple of times, like earlier on. But oh when it, right, that, and, and when it that got primed, you and I just sort of went, oh shit. But I think you know, I felt like I should hold his hand, but that would have even been worse because
0: because the trail no, was too narrow.
1: Better off just letting him go, and he was fine. It's yeah. just me. It's just me and all my, in my head.
0: Yeah. Hey, it's understandable.
1: Yeah, but no, it's great. It's really good. Very good. What have you been up to?
0: Uh, We got out to a place called the Bunya Mountains for a whole week, it was. Stayed in a a house up there and um, did tons of hiking. We had a combination of um, really, really cold weather and rain but also completely sunny days. All right. um, Almost like alternating the whole week. So it was really interesting. The place where we were staying, um, when we first arrived, we looked out from the back deck and we could see a huge valley beneath us and then, you know, these monstrous bunya pines everywhere. Um, Obviously, that's where the area gets its name. And then... It was either, I think it was the next day, this cold front came through and we couldn't see beyond the back of the balcony. We were just literally engulfed in white, thick white clouds. Oh, right. So, and they just swirl around the cabin and then, um, you know, later on that day something might come back into view and it was, it was super interesting and you felt... uh Equally exposed and immersed, which mm. I think was the beautiful part of it, like, like living in the clouds, was, um, yeah, something special. But Sounds good. It was It's not my first time hiking there. Uh, we've been up there once before, but I definitely did a lot of kilometres up there and went off trail a little bit, found a really cool spot. Um down by this stream and just made my coffee down there or rather my cook coffee yep and oh by the way yeah I'm gonna put hang on I need to put a note um I need to talk about that I told you I was unprepared mm. um I'll come back to that <clears throat> excuse me um so yeah and then I think it was two days later I was telling my eldest son about it and I said, "Oh, do you want to do you want to come back?" And everyone had the option of, you know, coming with me or not. And it was a bit miserable. And he said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll come with you." So he brought his camera along and was taking a whole bunch of photos. He was loving it. And I said, "I'll oh, I'll show you this um, secret spot I found." So we went off trail and we ended up sitting um, sitting in this rainforest next to the stream, mm. uh, in the middle of nowhere, I made myself a little cool cafe and made him a, uh, a chai latte. He's very sophisticated. Yeah. And we just had some snacks and uh, had a great time and then we jumped back on the trail and that's a 14K loop and then we added a little bit. Mm. And, yeah, he loved it, absolutely. He just loves going off trail. He loves going on trail as well, but when you go off trail and find little, little havens like that, mm. um, just the I don't two know of you, just the, from.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Just the two of you. Just a little bit of a, a bonding. Oh time. yeah, like
0: we all did that whole um, circuit, oh. the fourteen k's, a few days before. But I, um, okay, I did gotcha. it. I did it three three times in the week, uh, and then a shorter one elsewhere. But. Cool. On that particular day, it was just him and I, which was really nice as well. So um, yeah, no, we all got out there. We did a, did a whole bunch. I think probably did 50, 50 or sixty kilometers in the week. Yeah, great. Which is nice, and most of it, uh, right in the forest, which is beautiful. Perfect. Mm. Speaking of which, oh well, there's two tangents offered that conversation. Mm. One is. I started. Oh no! I'm going to go to the coffee because I don't want to forget that point. Right. So, what we were doing, what I was doing with my coffee most recently, was called um, cowboy coffee, which is the um, boiling the coffee grounds in the bottom of a pot for you know around seven, seven to nine minutes, and then you pour some cold water in the top. It Drags all the grounds to the bottom, and you just pour off delicious coffee. Mm. Then, our f- good friend of the show, Robin, posted on the podcast group. If you're not a member of the podcast private group, you need to get on there for several reasons. One is you learn cool things, like I'm just about to tell you, and that is Robin was saying that he, uh, went to so i guess the scandinavian version of i hope scandinavian is the correct term he's going to be laughing if i got that wrong uh, <laughs> of um or it might just be swedish version of cowboy coffee is co- called coffee and we've discussed that yep. at length before but when he actually got a tutorial done by this lady who's an expert in it and it's something that we didn't realize at the time was she never let the she never let it get to a rolling boil at any point. Oh right. So she still did it for an extended period of time, but she kept the heat down to a point where it didn't break the surface. And what that did was meant that it had a crema on top that I wasn't getting with cowboy coffee because you're disturbing the surface, right?
1: Yeah right.
0: Okay. Yeah, so it's super interesting. If you don't like coffee, it's not super interesting. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I thought I'd mention that. So he he um, yeah, he posted that in in the podcast. I thought I said, oh, I'm going to try that next time. So I I did um, when I was with my son instead of doing the straight up uh, cowboy coffee, which would be a rolling boil, I still heated the water to very hot and I let it go for sort of about nine minutes, but I did not let it break oh. into a rolling boil. That must be hard to do. How do you yeah, stop? it is. Oh, it's super hard when you're on a um, hiking stove, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what I had to do was keep um, physically lifting oh. the pot up to adjust the temperature every now and then, rather than trying to adjust the the little, um, what would you call it, the valve down.
1: But you didn't just warm it up. You tried to keep it hot for about eight
0: yeah, it kept it really hot, but never to the point where it actually started to bubble. For about um, a So it was still, minutes. like, super hot to drink, yeah, right. but it just wasn't at 100 degrees. Yeah, right. Uh, Celsius. Then it made the difference? Hmm. it was definitely smooth. Yeah. I, it, you see, I didn't do a side-by-side. There's no way of doing a cool coffee and then doing a, you know, having a cowboy coffee next to it. But it was good. I mean, it was... Equally as good, without uh-huh. a doubt, whether or not it was better. I mean, it aesthetically, it looked better because it had the crammer on top. Did it? Oh, cool. That mm. no, was cool. I mean, I just love the conversations that come out of it. Yeah. Um, another reason people should get on the podcast is because we um, do listen to people, uh, which is how we found our guest uh, for this podcast episode. Um, we had a suggestion from one of our podcast members of a topic we should cover, and what do you know? We went ahead and, and covered that in an epic way, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and I will get to that as well. You know, it's just a selfless plug there. <laughs> oh, the, other, the other tangent I was going to go on was I – I started getting into walking um, a lot, like mainly to get the dog out. Skippy the Wonder Dog is an Australian working dog and a Kelpie, and she has got legs for days. So I like to keep her, um, yeah, keep her active. But what I did, Craig, I couldn't work out how to get, um, because I didn't particularly enjoy walking. And I'm not talking about hiking, I'm talking about just walking around the streets. Mm. Um, I wasn't particularly a big fan, and I haven't run for a long time. But have you, have? and this, I'm not sponsored by these guys at all, but have you heard of those Conqueror Challenges? Have you seen them pop up in Facebook or whatever? I'm not sure, mate, no. Yeah, what it is is you pay your entry fee, and then you have to cover the same distance as a famous hike Um, or say for example you were doing the great wall of china you would have to travel the distance of the great wall of china accumulate the kilometers you know with your garmin or your phone in your pocket or whatever Mm. and then once you've accumulated the amount of kilometers that it would take to walk that hike, they send you a pretty cool medal to kind of commemorate it. Okay. And I've looked at this sort of thing for ages and thought, I don't get it. No, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, But I was really looking for something to give me a reason to to clock up kilometers. And I know, I mean – Six months ago, if I was listening to myself say this, I would have been laughing, saying, "Why don't you just get out and walk, you idiot!" <laughs> but yeah. but they they released a uh, a Lord of the Rings um five metal set, and it covers the entire. They've split the entire Lord of the Rings journey, so all three movies up across five medals, and each each distance that you cover would be what they expect the distance to be between um, segments within the movie. Right. If you're not um, a fan of the movie or don't know anything about it, it's not going to make much sense to you. But, yeah, there's basically five legs, five major legs to the ver- to the journey. Yeah. And the first one, for example, was 233 kilometres. Really? And I finished that. um Couple of weeks ago, really? Yeah, took, yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did it, and so I just every time I go for a run. So I got back into running. That's a different story. But yeah, every time I go for a walk, I just hit the Garmin, and um, and and for me, it's only purposeful walking. Like I don't just have steps because I think you know walking around the yard or whatever I would do that anyway. I mm. wanted to force myself to do purposeful. Um So yeah, my first medal. Mm is on the way right
1: that's fantastic first of all if you don't know the movie we're talking about what's wrong with you and (laughs) yeah secondly did did your feet get really big did you turn into a hobbit or what um
0: my feet got tougher i guess (laughs) i guess in some respects so the first that's a long way um, that's really is from yeah but that's only one leg of five. Yeah, yeah and it's not even the longest one the last one's around 400 kilometers or something Wow. So yeah, I clocked up 230 something and then I've already done another 50 on the second phase of the journey. Um that's a shorter one, it's only 150 I think. Uh and cool. then um yeah, there's a couple of medium-sized ones and then the last one that gets you to Mordor is um it's the big one. Um, from memory it's 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 over three or four hundred kilometers so that's going to take some time yeah but the way I look at it is in the last couple of months I've walked 300 kilometers in the same amount of time prior to that so three months before that I'd walked you know pretty much zero yeah. so the the proofs in the, <laughs> the proofs in the kilometers right've I've lost a heap of weight it trimmed up um, feel really good. The dog's super happy. Uh the walking eventually turned into running. Um in the last seven days I broke my five K record twice. So it's well, all coming together. You. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, just charging along and um as I said, the my little buddy Skippy is um yeah, the best thing ever. She we have good old chats on the walks. She listens to me. <laughs>
1: But that's a fantastic motivator, mate. So, Conqueror or something, is it? Conqueror,
0: yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I can put the link in the show notes. It's um, as I said, I'm not I'm not sponsored whatsoever, I know. Uh, and I it's something that I would have thought was a little bit silly to yeah. do a fake hike, but pretend. Now I bought it. I actually bought it for myself as my birthday present, and the the idea was to get myself um. Yeah, back in shape and doing a lot of walking, and I didn't think it would lead to running, but it did. I'm super happy about that because it, I've missed it.
1: The kids and I've been comparing just our daily step count and stuff. Does it include that in the the trips? Well, you or can the- if
0: you want, but I deliberately didn't. Right. So you could you could sync the app to your Garmin for when you run or whatever if you've yeah. got a Garmin. Yep. But you could also sync it to something like um, what's it called? Um, map Map My Run.
1: Map My Run. Even yep. just your even just your iPhone. But if- you can,
0: yeah. What's that health thing called? Yeah, you know the steps yeah. for your. Yeah, you can sync it to that, and it will add them as well. Right. I opted to not do that because, in, for me, that wasn't deliberate walking thats that cheating was just... on a
1: pretend hike
0: well it's just what i would do anyway <laughs> if i walk down you know yeah it is, know. it is it's just what you normally do if doing. i walk down the shop or something like why would i count that as purposeful walking well, um because he's going to do it anyway yeah yeah so yeah no it, i only and that's my prerogative people lots of people just have it on steps constantly and good on them they're okay. still they're still doing extra steps
1: yeah it just sounds like good motivation, eh?
0: Yeah, well, it worked. Um, and like I said, I can't... How can I argue? Mm. It, got, it got me out there. Um, yeah, so anyway, that's been interesting. Uh, the Caribbean backpack giveaway, thank mm. you to everybody who entered that. It was, it was cool. Was so many people um, jumping in there and entering. Uh, we really appreciate it. I know Caribbean would appreciate it. And especially the two winners uh the packs are almost on their way if you're listening to this podcast they might already be on the way but yeah i've reached out to the two winners and uh they're going to go to good homes and yeah i don't have much else to say except thanks for everybody who got involved and again i'm just so glad that was a that was a podcast only uh competition that one specifically to reward listeners of the podcast rather than just throwing it on Instagram and and having um people enter it that you know weren't mm. really a part of this kind of unique group that we have so oh, mate,
1: that's exciting you. i i love that we can give stuff away i think that's so mm. cool <laughs>
0: yeah me too yeah I, i'd love for us to get some more in the future too yeah perfect that's ah, cool uh on the same note, um, stickers are still, orders are still coming in for stickers, and I I still thank you guys for that. And it's about time I worked out the profits and did another donation to a uh, some kind of a wildlife organization around the world. Uh, the first time we did that was earlier this year to Soldiers for Wildlife. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I'll think of something else or if anyone's got any suggestions, why don't you join the podcast and yeah, give me some suggestions because as I said, uh, when I first started doing it, it doesn't have to be a massive international organization. Um, You know, I'll help, I'll send the money to a small local organization if they're doing something unique and interesting. Uh, Yeah. We'll keep that going. Nice. Sound yeah. good?
1: Very nice. Very good.
0: I'll tell you, uh, I got this email, Craig, and I have replied to it. A lady called um, Kaylin, I think is how I pronounce it. Apologies if I've slightly mispronounced that. But I got this email and i'm not kidding i wrote back and said this but it was because i you know obviously a reputation for exaggerating and speaking a lot of rubbish on the podcast yeah, yeah. she probably didn't believe me but it actually brought tears to my eyes like in two ways i thought firstly it was absolutely um i was laughing and had tears in my eyes thinking well that's this is so it's so cool that somebody's been touched like this, and then, and then later on, uh, it, it brought tears to my way, to my eyes in a different way because obviously, there's a you know we're positively influencing people. But um, what I'll do is I'll read some of it because uh, I'm just saying those things means nothing to anybody. <laughs> uh, I won't read the whole thing, but she writes to say. I just wanted to write and say how much my family enjoys your podcast. So the, oops, sorry, I bumped the microphone. The subject was a family of podcast fans. I've listened to most of the episodes and recently my husband and kids started listening when we go on road trips. First thing there I would point out is, you know, be careful, kids, because Craig's got a potty mouth he often swears. He's already sworn in this episode once. <laughs> said the sh word, and I'm, I apologise for that. <laughs> I apologise to Kalyn and and her husband for this. Comes the up kids every time you say
1: uh, that. There's children listening, mate. I'm, I'm so, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I understand. Yeah,
0: yeah. Anyway, uh, she goes on to say, you might be pleased to note that the Australian slang has even made its way into our normal vocabulary. I didn't even know that we used australian slang Uh, because i am conscious that we have international listeners so i deliberately try not not to say things that people might not understand but this is a funny one you 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 might even um i didn't even know we ever said this um our family has a notorious habit of bringing out torrential rainstorms and really crappy weather whenever we backpack or camp yeah does that sound familiar yeah Having things not go as planned is pretty much um, part of the part of the course for us. Lately, uh, when one of these things happen, more than likely one of the kids will just shrug and say, "No dramas." No dramas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I laughed absolutely, laughed my head off till I had tears in my eyes. I just thought, "I hope they do it in an Australian accent as well." No dramas, mate. No No dramas. dramas. (laughs) No dramas, eh? Um, just put a little a on the end of it. um, yeah, I don't want that I don't want an American accent on that. I want you kids to to yeah. work on that. Uh, um, we, we feel there's the so pain. many more yep. things like they need to oh we we do a whole podcast on on teaching those kids how to speak real English, couldn't we, Craig?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or at least
0: our version of it.
1: We can lift them up a little bit,
0: yeah, you could just yeah when you when you get to you walk past other. Hike, as you say. There you go, mate. Hmm. you all right?
1: Yeah, what's happening?
0: Yeah, what's going on? Um, and then an uh, an answer for that. If someone asks how you are, you say, "Good as gold, mate."
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. flaming awesome.
0: Or you could say, "No dramas, buddy." So there's plenty of things there to yeah. get your teeth into. Now, at the um, she goes on to say that. She's had her kids out camping and hiking since they were born, which I think is fantastic. Like, yeah. Well done. Yep. Parents of the Year Award goes to Kaelin and her husband. Um, I can't think of a better thing to do with your children. Uh, and anyway, now they're 9 and 11, and they're enjoying some longer hikes with the family. Uh, they've even started their own little YouTube channel which highlights their adventures um, and wanted to make sure I mentioned it to you. So I did go and check this out. It's called Siblings on the Trail. I'll yeah. put a video up or a link to the channel or both in the show notes. And I checked it out and it hilarious. it's hilarious. Um, they're such great kids and there's all different types of videos like them hiking with their parents and yeah, mum and dad are pretty popular in the in the episodes. I watched quite a few episodes and there's uh, somewhere there he's uh, the young fella's starting a fire with a with a um fire steel. Yeah. Yep. And um I got some tips for him on that too. <clears throat> if you're listening, what I'd suggest is it's hard to explain through the uh, audio um, realm, but first of all, I think you need to get your fire steel much, much closer to the um, the kindling that you had. Now, don't get me wrong; you got it started. Ten out of ten, you, you needed a fire, and you got the fire done. I'm not having a go, but I'm just—I was, was just observing and thought, "Oh gosh." If I was right there at the time, I would have suggested a couple of things.
1: It's okay, mate. He tells me how to do things too all the time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Craig, don't hike like that. Oh, my gosh. Never hike like that. That's not how you hike.
1: That's not how you hold those poles, mate. Just do it like this.
0: Stop swinging them around your head. What's that (laughs) even do? (laughs) Craig, don't figure out that snake. (laughs) uh yeah get that fire steel real close even to the point where you can lean or press the tip of the fire steel onto the kindling and what that does is creates a solid base so that both hands aren't moving around because although you're throwing out a whole bunch of sparks they do often shoot in the one direction so if you can angle that fire steel in the right direction keep it nice and firm and press down and then fire off those sparks, you'll get an idea of what direction they're going in each time and you can slightly adjust your angle from there. Um, The other thing you do is a lot of people struggle because they, let's say for argument's sake you have your fire steel in your left hand and you're using your striker in the right hand. Um, They tend to hold the hold the fire steel still and then move the striker hand. Another way of doing it is to put the striker right down over the kindling and you actually draw the fire steel away from you, Hmm. away from the striker. So it's the complete opposite movement. But what it means is that because you've got the striker hand stationary, you're always going to fire those um, sparks directly into the target.
1: Yeah. Mm. yeah it's interesting yeah well said yeah
0: <laughs> anyway that's like what was so far off topic and like i said i'm not <laughs> not having to go at your little buddy you got the job done and i'm yeah. proud of you uh but when i saw it the first thing i thought was oh i'll just give a few tips and i don't know maybe there's maybe do an updated video <laughs> yes
1: i'm sure it will be have years ahead of him oh
0: i know right this guy's going to These Both of these kids are going to have this YouTube channel and Mm -hmm. their own podcast. And um, if they want a couple of old dudes on as a guest, they can call us.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's really cool, mate. I'm I'm proud of that too, that they've been following us along. That's good.
0: Yeah, so cool. And uh, she closes out by saying, keep up the great work and thanks for a fun way to kill a few hours. That's great. Good stuff. All right. The last thing I want to get to, unless you've got anything else you want to talk about, Craig.
1: No, mate, I not You
0: really. mean you've come into this without any preparation, <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> I came into it <laughs> unprepared and I had more.
1: <laughs> I was gonna talk to you. Did you um see what happened to Westray's? Grave this year,
0: what happened to it? Yeah, oh, I don't know if I want to know. No, what happened?
1: Yeah, I was um didn't want to bring this down, but there's a bit of um, vandalism happened. No,
0: no,
1: yeah. no, no, no. So Tom and I've got a a really special spot in our hearts for this um kind of incident that happened. Eighty years ago, before mm. we weren't alive, but um, there was a plane crash in uh, southeast Queensland that, um, where we lived That there were some survivors, and there was a, a, an amazing story of survival. Mm. So, so the
0: the basically the um, because they didn't have flight records that we have these days, and no tracking systems, they completely um, mistook where they thought the plane went down and they were looking anywhere from 500 kilometers to a thousand kilometers away. Yeah. You know, like that's 600 miles away Yeah, in the wrong direction as well. Um, because the storm came in, they changed their flight plans at the last minute and it was a storm that put them down. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so we traced mm, once the steps of, that's uh, right. uh, the, the, the gentleman, uh, Bernard O'Reilly, who, who managed to find the, the plane that crashed and there were survivors that uh, a lot of people perished but a few survivors mm. and one of them had gone out in search and um, and perished and his mm. there's a grave site and um, yeah un- unfortunately we visited that grave some some yeah yeah if you see the pictures man you'll be quite upset by what he's done to the um the area oh. and yeah I'm up. Didn't want to want to mention it tonight, but yeah, I was really upset about it. There was um a fine issued to this guy five hundred Australian dollars, which oh is my gosh. basically is like thirty dollars US. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's thirty dollars. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and um yeah, but they they uh, they apparently carried some great big stag horns in and um, strapped them to some of the trees to cover up the the vandalism that uh, he scratched stuff into trees and. And um, knocked down some trees too. The
0: bastard. So is this one. One guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. He just went on some stupid rampage, and um, oh, I'm just
0: m- looking at some of the photos. There. Are you looking it up? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I don't think I've seen the worst. of Yeah. Five hundred and fifty-one dollars. I for, know. Um, not destroying. Not. Was he hacking into the trees with some kind of machete or something?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it just really, yeah. like that's that's what you see when you arrive at this place. It just takes takes away. Like, a lot yeah, of the-
0: for context, so there was three survivors. Two of them, one had a broken leg. One was kind of too weak to travel and decided to stay with the guy with the broken leg, and Westcray, Westcray was the. Uh, the athletic kind of guy and he he said look i'm going to go and get help and what he did was fantastic because he went he did it by the book he went downhill and then he found a stream and then he went downstream he was doing everything right he was um a fairly accomplished uh rock climber back in i think the uk from memory and so you know he was a bit of an outdoors guy and he was um doing such a great job when bernard o'reilly so the guy um, discovered the plane wreck and the two survivors said stay here and i'll go and catch up with west gray if he hasn't got out yet and i'll raise the alarm as well and we'll come back and save you uh so he went down the hill in exactly the same way which you know proves that it was a, a really good route to take but as he was traveling along he saw some vines ripped out of the side of um, one of the steep canyons, and some, you know, disturbances of mm. the the bushes. And there's quite a lot of plants that grow on the sides of these canyons. And so he made his way down a different way, a safer way. And there was, he was expecting to find a body there, thought that he would, he had slipped, but there was nobody there. So, um, Bernard kept on traveling downstream and then a fair way down he he noticed west gray was sitting there facing the opposite direction leaning against <clears throat> a rock um just sitting down with his tobacco tin in his lap and his cigarette in his hand and was just gazing off into the distance and bernard was calling out to him over the you know the noise of the the stream and everything and he thought i oh, he, he can't hear me but when he got to him he was um stone cold dead like he he'd, he'd hmm. um so what what they worked out was he actually did slip and take a, a heavy fall back at the point where bernard saw the vines ripped out of the side of the cliff and then he just can he smashed up his ankle and he must have taken a hit to the head but he um kept on soldiering stopped for a, a cigarette break and uh, yeah, just went to sleep. That was it. And so that's that's the guy, West Gray is the guy, um, you know, essentially the, the second hero of the story that, or rather, the first hero that um tried to make his way mm. to to save everybody, um, but didn't make it.
1: Yeah, it's an epic story. And we've read the book because O'Reilly um did publish a book way back in the I don't know. Mm nineteen fifties or something like that, wasn't
0: it? Oh yeah, it's a really old book called Green Greens.
1: Green, green va- valleys, is that what you said? Green Mountains. Green Mountains, sorry, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm actually
0: looking at it and the oh, bookshelf you right got now. there, right. Yeah. yeah, it's right in front of me. Yeah, yeah. It's so I've right got in, a whole shelf with um, hiking and outdoor books and I just saw the spine of it.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm, no, that's that's terrible. It's that's really terrible. bad. And the find
1: the fine is minuscule for the a while. fine's
0: not You'd get more if you, I don't know, if you if you threw it, um, some rubbish on the ground, you'd get a bigger fine than that.
1: Yeah. So that's upsetting. I thought you might have spotted it actually on-
0: No, I didn't. And if I did, I wouldn't have brought the whole podcast down by mentioning it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean.
0: I, uh- <laughs> How am I going to lift us up out <laughs> of this- this deep, deep chasm. Come on, man. Tell a joke, will you? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I know how to lift us out of this. <laughs> I'll take us back to earlier. I mentioned the podcast group that everyone should join, and you're probably sick of hearing about. But what I did recently was I shouted out to the members and said can give me some suggestions on topics you might be interested in hearing about Mm. uh because sometimes craig and i just don't know what you're interested in you might not be interested in what we're in or or maybe you are and maybe we've just never spoken about it because we think it's a boring topic Mm. uh quite often that has been the case statistically when i look back and think oh nobody would want to listen to a whole podcast about that but people just like it so we yeah I've given up trying to predict what people like is what I'm trying to say and yep. I reached out now uh, a lady called Karina said advice and safety tips on solo multi-day trips for women see that that is hard to say fast advice oh, yep. and safety tips. On solo multi-day trips for women. Gotcha. I said, oh, I'm not sure either of us are qualified to speak from a woman's perspective, <laughs> uh, and that we might have a problem with the being a woman part.
1: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: it got me thinking. What it did was, I said, "Let let me, let me have a think about this one." It got me, it got me thinking, and. But you know, when you get in the right frame of mind, you kind of see things that you might not normally see. If you buy a new particular type of car, or you're looking at buying a new car, that's you see heaps of those cars around. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's that's, that's called the
1: red car phenomenon, or something like that. Is it? Yeah. Yep.
0: Well, (laughs) it opened my senses to that topic, and it was literally two days later. I, do, I think I tell this story on the um, podcast, so I won't go into too much detail. But a post pop popped up from a previous podcast guest, Thomas Ivum, And it was about a particular book that our guest had written. And anyway, there was comments back and forth. And I started looking into this person. And her name's Linda and i thought oh my gosh i think i've just found the perfect person to talk on this topic because well her name's linda and th- this is a funny this is a funny conversation in itself i'll say linda Ackerberg or Ackerberg. do yourself a favor and listen very carefully when she pronounces her own surname it's amazing okay yeah absolutely it's the a with the little O on top, K E R B E R G. As I said, listen. It yep. is unbelievable when she says it in a native tongue. Absolute gold. It's worth listening just for that. Yeah, I'll say. So, anyway, the, the reason she, I thought she was the perfect candidate to speak on that topic was she's done so much solo stuff like Pacific Crest Trail, um, Everest base camp. I think that was solo. She's done Kilimanjaro four times. So much stuff. I'm not going to waste your time now telling you everything because we do go through all of that in the podcast in detail. But she was a fantastic guest. I had so much fun. I had a really good time that night speaking with her. And I remember after we stopped talking to her, Craig, that you and I were still buzzing from how cool yeah, this conversation awesome. was. And for days and weeks later, because it has been a few weeks um, since we recorded this because we already had another podcast in the midst that we had to get out. So there was a bit of a gap. Um, but yeah, I just, I've got such fond memories of it and I can't wait to um, yeah share it with you guys and then, I get to listen to it again as well.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to um, let my girls listen to this. Yeah, um, and I'm sure you guys will all get something from it.
0: Well, the, th- the thing that's so good about this is, um, yeah, sure, we've got a um, you know a fantastic woman on to talk about, um, you know, being being a woman in the outdoors, but also just being a a human in the outdoors. Like this is not. Um, this is. It's not as if. What I'm trying to say is, it's not as if. Oh, if you're if you're a guy, you're not going to find this guest interesting. It's mm. like completely the opposite. I mean, she's walked rings around, <laughs> like males and females. Like what she's accomplished is beyond so many people. Um So yeah, if you you'll find inspiration in this, no matter who you are. Um mm. Yeah, whether it's your daughter's or someone just getting into hiking, someone who's been into hiking for ages, I'd suggest that um, Kaylin and Kaylin's daughter will absolutely love this, as as will her husband and son. Damn straight. So, yeah, it's good stuff. I I really don't have much more to say on it because I just want to let you guys get into it and it speaks for itself. What about you, Craig?
1: Yep, let's do it.
0: All right, guys, enjoy this. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we will catch you on the next episode. I know you're going to enjoy this. See you later. Hi, Linda. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to have you on as a guest tonight or today for you.
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Good and, day. Good. Good night.
0: <laughs> and. Can you do me a favor and please pronounce your surname so that I don't have to do it?
2: Oh, it's pronounced Åkerberi.
0: Oh my gosh. What? That was, <laughs> there's no way. There's no way.
2: You can say, you, you, you can say Linda Åkerberg.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. No, say, say it once more. That was absolutely awesome.
2: Åkerberi.
0: <laughs> Åkerberi. Ochre Something like that. <laughs>
2: Almost, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. There you go.
0: Wow, I'm going to practice that one. Um, yeah. I'm so glad you read that out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no surprises to our guests um, that you're Swedish, so yeah, uh, that probably mm. gave it away.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Linda, I wanted to, uh, um, I wanted to start by reading out some of the, I guess, list of achievements or things that you've been up to in the last few years, and then. Okay. Um, just purely for the listeners and then after that I'd like to dig into a couple of those or perhaps a lot of those in detail Mm -hmm. but so you attended the Stockholm School of Photography that's right you are a how would you say a registered or licensed wilderness first responder
2: Yes, certified. Otherwise. Certified. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, Thank you. Yep. I'm
0: glad you can speak English because that's going <laughs> to be really useful on this podcast <laughs> for me. Perfect. Uh, you hiked the Pacific Crest Trail in 2016. Yep. You're on the um, even Polar in 2017. Now, how was mm-hmm. my pronunciation on that? <laughs>
2: it was better
0: than Bay. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much. <laughs> so, um, fjellraven. Fjellraven for anybody who doesn't know is an okay. arctic fox, is it not?
2: Oh, Yeah.
3: yeah I only know nice that because
0: word for it. Yeah, I only know that because I have Fjellraven um clothing. clothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh now the the that was a like how would you say it? Um uh dog sledding, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I saw the, your video on that. It was unreal. Ah. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah, it, it looked it was like a you a lot of fun. Yeah, it looked like you were having a lot of fun on that one, actually. Uh, I think <laughs> every single shot you had a smile from ear to ear.
2: <laughs> yeah actually when I was done with that I, I was uh, checking me in the mirror and I had like small white lines on the side of my mouth you know for smiling that much I was sunburned in my face but I have the well, white I think, lines I think
0: that's the sign of it that would be a sign of a good trip I think if you get back and look yeah. in the mirror and, oh my gosh I've got the uh, smiling sunburn again <laughs> That's was that yeah. a good trip that's a great sign <laughs> um, the next one here is the Everest Base Camp 2017 yeah, yeah. Um, here's a probably a pronoun- pronunciation you can help with Labouche mm-hmm. Lobouche, la Labouche
2: la uh, l- I, I don't actually I say uh,
0: Labouche okay you, you can say whatever you like Linda you're, <laughs> okay. the, you're the guest you're always <laughs> right uh, <laughs> what country is that in?
2: Uh, it's in Nepal oh okay so Lubucci is just uh, I don't know exactly now, but a couple of kilometers. Uh, what is it like west of Everest? So it's on. You pass it on the way to Everest oh, base camp. Okay,
0: all right. Did you do that on the same trip?
2: Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, I did it on the on the way back.
0: Oh, okay. Just a I mean, just for the heck of it. Oh, I've just done base camp. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just get up this um, six thousand one hundred nineteen meter peak on the way yeah. back? That's that's all right. That's good. Uh, twenty. Now this this one's, I've got to check this one with you. I got to fact check this with you. Yeah. Kilimanjaro, 2018, yeah. 2019. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, it. Am I correct in saying twice in twenty twenty?
2: That's right.
0: Oh my gosh!
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did two. The first time in twenty eighteen, I did uh, together with a friend, and then in. 2019, I was there as a tour leader for a group,
3: oh,
0: wow. and
2: in 2020, I went up uh, by my own as first, and then with a the group the week after.
0: The week after.
2: Yeah, <laughs> 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 or two weeks after something like
0: that. Oh wow, yeah. this is getting good. We haven't even got started. So <laughs> I'm enjoying the. Um, oh, this takes us to. I guess what you called Expedition Sweden, which is mm-hmm. uh, well, that that became your your book, didn't
3: it? Yeah. Essentially,
0: right. that was the journey mm-hmm. that you then documented. So that was twenty nineteen. Yes. Um, oh, here's a good one, Kungsläden. Kung What's that? Yes, <laughs>
2: uh, the king. You can say the Kungsläden or the King's Trail. It's but- the it's the longest uh, or most well-known trail in Sweden okay. in, the, in in Lapland it goes through Lapland it's like
0: 425
2: 450 kilometers Ooh. long
0: oh, that's a good length wow and did that take did you do that in 10 days is that what the 10 days meant uh
2: yeah in in 2020 I did it in 10 days as a uh, trail running
0: um, oh did Challenge. You have a, uh, was that one of the videos that you had? Or was that a different yeah, trail
2: run- Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a, a trail. Running yeah, video I watched
0: a trail yeah. running video. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that it was Kung Sledden. Perhaps I should have, uh, you know, known that it was the <laughs> things trail. I'm just learning as we go, you see. Perfect. Uh, now we're going to move on to. Uh, well, I did I did allude to this earlier. Mm-hmm. Your Expedition Sweden uh Became a book of the same name, or can you yes. please say Sweden in Swedish, please? Because I I had a hard time listening. Sverige. Yeah. Oh, that that really I tried that so many times, and I Smitty, thought yeah. no, I'm just gonna say Sweden.
2: Yeah, uh, that's okay.
0: Thank you. I do I do have <laughs> an absolute love for all languages. Craig gets sick of me asking every single guest how to say something, but I'm um, uh-huh. I'm fascinated by it. And to be honest, um, those kind of, um, those areas, uh, like we have another a good friend of the podcast who's been a guest a couple of times. He's from Norway. And those those kinds mm-hmm. of languages just roll off the tongue. They're absolutely beautiful to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because I was watching some of your videos and they're only in Swedish.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And there wasn't even any... Uh, I couldn't even click on the subtitles; they they didn't exist. So I was watching I was watching these whole videos of you talking Swedish. I thought like, this is quite enjoyable. I, 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 I don't mind this. So it does sound great. it, it, does. it, does. it does. Sounds yeah. good. So it's a beautiful thing. Um,
2: Just listening to the sound. of it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's totally. fine. Uh, now, onto one of the big ones is your award, which was Female Adventurer of the Year. 2019. Mm-hmm. That's <clears throat> that's a pretty big award, wow. Linda. I'm just going to put it, it out there. <laughs> yeah, huge. And I I went and did my homework, Linda, And I looked through um, years before and after you. You and um, mm-hmm. they're not just giving those away to people who uh, you know go and do a couple no. of hikes each year.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's uh it's legitimately. Um, some crazy stuff now um, that's something I wanted to talk to I guess I'll go into it now Mm -hmm. the criteria for that was that based on what you did during the year 2019 or was it based on the year 2018 and then you and then you get the no um
2: it, it was for it was for the expedition through Sweden
0: Oh, okay. so so they
2: give it to to someone for a specific adventure, or got at it. least they have done so so far.
0: Oh wow, got it right. Yes, and okay. So wow, that expedition, Sweden, really catapulted a lot of things, didn't it, including the book?
2: It did, mm. and uh, it was um, like my my own purpose of that trip was to try to see if i could make a like a long distance trip through sweden after being abroad too many adventures and and to see how well sweden could stand as a country mm-hmm. like if it was good enough for adventures so that being giving that award was I was happy because of myself, of course, but also because of Sweden yeah. that it was given to someone that didn't make an adventure abroad somewhere. But
0: yeah, that, that's a really good did point. Did it in Sweden, your own backyard. Yeah, that that's a really good yeah. point. That and mm-hmm. I mean, this is after you've done things like Pacific Crest Trail and Everest mm-hmm. Base Camp, and and also you'd already done Kilimanjaro before that. So yeah. to then come home and. And capture that, as Craig says, in your own backyard. That's that is pretty cool.
2: Yeah, it made me very happy.
0: Well, that's great. And were you, would you say, you were pleasantly surprised when you did take the time to discover your own country and and spend that time in the land? Uh, how do you mean? What I mean is, I guess um, you were saying that you wanted to see if. Sweden was, you know, a beautiful country to travel through. Mm-hmm. If it was worthy yeah. of adventure, were you surprised oh. that that it was when you traveled through there?
2: Uh, I don't think I was surprised, but there was so, like, every – section of that uh, of that journey was like it was always something new and and i kind of knew that it would be quite amazing as i came north to the mountains but there was a lot of interesting and challenging and beautiful things in the south and in the middle of sweden as well
0: yeah and throughout that journey it wasn't just hiking was it it was a combination of kayaking and cycling also is that correct yeah that was the same journey so you're basically just using um human-powered uh travel to traverse the entire country
2: exactly without any motorized vehicles that was the point i was sailing uh one stretch and i think i row a kilometer (laughs) so that was the five ways of traveling
0: oh okay (laughs) got it um that's fascinating so did you spend um, was did you do this trip in one one go or did you do sections at a time and, and come back and do a bit more and then come back and do a bit more later?
2: No, I, I did it in in one go. Oh, with wow. of course some some rest days in, oh, yeah, in between. No, but
0: that's you're but, allowed to have rest days, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> if you if you've done all those things since twenty sixteen, I mean you probably can a rest day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh yeah but but it was it was in uh in in one go so
0: one complete wow. and how long did that take you because i couldn't find that sort of information.
2: uh it was uh four months and three days
0: four months wow. and three days on the well on the trail on the water mm-hmm. wow yeah and were you mostly say high, um camping uh, on the trail and camping next to your bike and camping with the kayak, or yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: mostly like that. So I had for for southern Sweden, I had a hammock, mm-hmm. uh, which I used because it's I was biking a lot and it's kind of hard to find at least in southern Sweden places to put your put your tent next to the bike track. Uh, oh, so that, it it's much easier to find a place to put
0: up. Your is hammer. that because it's difficult to find flat ground and somewhere without too many trees?
2: Yeah, it kind of that. And also in southern Sweden, there are so like there are people living everywhere, and or the nature is protected. Or as you say, it's like rocky and or a lot of small bushes. And so yeah, it was could be tricky to find. And when you're biking, you don't see the Spots the same way you do as when you're when you're hiking.
1: Oh, that's great! We love high, uh, hammock camping as well, so that's great. I was going to ask you if you'd um, done a bit of camping in a hammock. That's great.
0: Mm-hmm. What sort
2: of? Yeah, really, it was the first time I, I I used it, and I I loved it from the first day.
0: Oh, great! Oh, wow! Did you have any trouble with the cold? Yeah, the um, cold temperatures in the hammock. Uh,
2: not really. Not yeah, we just of. um. <laughs>
0: We just <laughs> need to toughen up, Craig. There you go. Let's we'll just, <laughs> just set it. End Nothing of, end of it. podcast. Hey. See you later. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're always... But, but
2: it wasn't like... Old. I mean, I did it in the summer, so... Yeah, I, but I your haven't... summer's yeah. not
0: normal, is it? I mean, what's what's a uh, nighttime temperature in summer? Oh, uh,
2: I think that could differ from five degrees and up to 20,
0: 25, if it's Yeah, really see, we don't warm. get five degrees where we live yeah. until... Winter.
1: We've just had a little bit of cold coming towards winter now, and yeah. everyone's going crazy because it went down to yeah, about ten that's right. degrees Celsius
0: yeah. overnight. Yeah. Uh, well, people are dressed walking around town here. People are dressed like you were dressed on your Dálraeven um, trip. Yeah. trip. bit nuts. Yeah, it doesn't I take get, much. I get these
2: pictures in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: exactly what it's like. <laughs> yeah. uh, Something that I find, um, well, fascinating is one way of putting it. Um, Words uh, elude me right now. But, yeah, I guess fascinating would sum it up is how you got into adventuring and hiking in the first place. Mm -hmm. It absolutely, it just blows my mind. When I read it, I thought, This is amazing. Like, this is just, it's like something out of a movie And that, I mean, (laughs) the fact that you did watch a movie (laughs) was, um, uh, it's just incredible. Um, So the movie you saw, well, you saw a a trailer for Wild um, starring Mm -hmm. Reese Witherspoon. Okay. And then you went out and watched the film. Mm -hmm. And you say uh, on your website that you still remember that day when you when you saw the trailer and that it absolutely captivated yeah. you, what what was it that pulled you towards? Well, first of all, the film, and then upon watching the film, what was it that drew you towards the outdoors and adventure?
2: Uh, I think it was a lot of stuff. As you said, I, I I remember like sitting in my bed at night just scrolling through through Facebook. Uh, as you do (laughs) sometimes and you know not really looking at what you're looking at but then I saw this trailer and like it was like everything stopped and I just watched it over and over again and I was in a point in my life where I think I needed a break like I've been going into uh like I was how should I say it um I was doing very good in my career. I was like having this dream of becoming a music photographer, and uh, I that went really good. I was uh, getting better and better jobs, and um, everything was going my way. But at the same time, I just started to feel that I wasn't happy about it. Uh, but I, I, that was my dream, so I kept doing it, and I didn't understand why I felt more more and more unhappy. Uh, So I, I think I needed something to change in my life. And when I saw this trailer, it was like, you know, a flash coming to me like, wow, what is this about? I had never done anything like it before, but I just got so fascinated by going out into some beautiful nature with not being dependent on anyone else, but yourself and that you had to carry the things you needed to survive on your back and just take care of yourself for a while
0: um so you were kind of fascinated by that aspect of the idea that wow this is something that people do as they live out of a backpack
2: yeah i mean as i saw it i mean the challenge of everything and just to go away i mean i i had a been working as a music photographer. I was usually hanging out at clubs, and there was like a lot of partying and drinking and all this kind of stuff. And I just, I there is one point in that trailer where she just stands on top of the mountain and she just screams,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that was kind of how I felt uh, inside. I just wanted, you know, to have a break or something. And then all this other stuff seemed so. uh so beautiful and then when i started to like pacific crest trail what is that and i started googling google it and watch like documentaries and i just got so
0: hooked and then <laughs> on, you ended up doing it. it as well yeah i did that's crazy oh, that's wonderful yeah and was that um about a year after you saw the film
2: yeah yeah so kind you, of I, you didn't take long I,
0: to get your act together did you
2: <laughs> no, I think I think I think it had a premiere in Sweden in uh, February 2015, and then uh, I realized that I needed to start learning how to <laughs> how to do and what I need. So I I started out small with a little hike with my mom at, at midsummer, and then I went to the US in uh, 2015 as well and did two sections of it. Oh wow! Uh, that year, one in. Um, north sierras and one in north oregon Uh, well and i remember i also went to the to the southern um, uh, monument uh, by the mexican border and i was just wanted to go there to see how it was but when i stood there it was like i have a feeling that i will be back here (laughs) 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 in a couple of months
0: that's incredible that i mean a lot of people things will happen in their life and they'll change their goals but. I don't think I've heard of many people acting on them that quickly. So you've gone from mm. seeing, it, being reasonably comfortable where you were, seeing this film, and then within a very short amount of time, mm. acting mm. on that. And not, not, I'm not talking about, oh, I'm going to start hiking in my local area. You've gone overseas. Like, that's just, <laughs> I find that incredible. Oh. Um, is that, is that a, is that a personality trait of yours? Or is that, or was this completely out of character for you? What I mean by to, that is to, to, to just, just go for it. You mean? Well, yeah, and not just go for it. Like I said, not just say, "Hey, I'm going to get into hiking," but say, mm. "I'm going over to um, the US and I'm going to start hiking." Is that normal? Well.
2: For you? It- now, No. <laughs> yeah. Why well, we can't but, talk about it now? But, we need to talk but, about the,
0: before,
3: the Linda. Well, before. I think. I,
2: I, yeah, I think it's it's part of Linda before too. I mean, I moved when I when I was um, eighteen and was just finishing school. I moved all, like half a year after graduating. I moved to Stockholm to start working as a, a photography assistant. Uh, so. Um, yeah, I think I've always been very curious and restless, uh, as through my entire childhood, I think.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, I think so. I think it not to that level before maybe more thought through, but I mean, I spend that entire year like planning for this and reading everything i could read so it was not just like going and have no idea what to do but oh, i definitely yeah. no, like assuming into it wasn't
0: it. like the actual film where <laughs> she did yeah. have no idea <laughs> <laughs> nah <No. laughs> uh, i did some, some there's do you ever i mean you you talk about the, these kind of two versions of yourself do you think that do you ever look back at the person you were before you discovered the outdoors and do you ever wish you could go back and give that person some advice to have gotten into it earlier in life or do you think that you needed to get Uh, where you were to be here
2: i i think that if i think i did it in in my in the perfect time for me i think that's good uh i mean i i'm not that like spiritual like everything happens for a reason. But I think that I am where I am today because all these things has happened the way they have happened. So um yeah I'm I'm very happy. I mean I'm very happy in the place I am in life right now and I wouldn't be here if it would have been differently.
0: Mm. You always look happy. That's something I've noticed. You yeah. always smile and laugh like jeez, it's get it's getting me down. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. No, it's, it's fun. It's great to watch. Um, you, you, when I see you traveling in, in the wild, in, in any of your videos, even though I don't understand what you're saying, you you look (laughs) genuinely, you look genuinely, I don't know, fascinated, like, like engaged Mm -hmm. and you, you do look like you're having such a good time and sound like it too. I mean, you don't need to know a language to know when somebody's talking in a way that they're oh. super excited so it's nice yeah. to see. Yeah. But thankfully, thankfully you did a film in English, which was fantastic <laughs> because I got, yes, to, finally. I got to watch um <laughs> the ultimate guide to Kevin Kaiser, Kevin Kaiser, yeah. something like that.
2: <laughs> it's
0: hard. Kevin Kaiser. Kevin Kaiser. Um, yes, nice. Thank you. The, the, um, I love that by the way. I don't think I'll ever oh, get you. to Kebna Kaiser. I don't, maybe I'll get to the bottom and look up and take a photo and say, <laughs> wow, this is cool. Um, thanks, um, for bringing me this far, Linda. Uh, let's, let's go check out some of uh, the things that aren't up there. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that'd be nice, but. Mm-hmm. It didn't take away from the enjoyment that I got out of the film. I genuinely, and I'm not just saying that. I, I watched this before, uh, before I even contacted you about coming on as a guest. I already mm-hmm. watched that film and I thought, wow, this is um, this is enjoyable because, yes, it's a it is as it says a guide to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know traveling in that region and um, climbing those peaks, but yeah. This, it's got something else as well. The way it's put together, it was beautifully shot. And the way that it's put together, it, it does definitely have some kind of a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it was in English, I understood everything. And if it wasn't in <laughs> English, there were subtitles. So it was um, yeah. as a win-win for me. But mm-hmm. there's one part where it kind of it was just after the that snowstorm kind of came in and then shortly after that, it cuts to Mm -hmm. you and you're speaking to camera and Mm -hmm. it kind of breaks the, it breaks out of the, uh, how would you say, the guide for a second. And then you're just talking so passionately to the camera about the drastic changes in weather and, how it made it such a makes it such a special experience, and mm-hmm. I was just I could see like this honesty and this intensity in your eyes, and I thought, wow, that's just beautiful. Like that one <laughs> piece of the film where it goes from uh, how to uh, climb this area to all of a sudden drops into you, just absolutely frothing at how excited you are about this and. <laughs> I saw that it was just a beautiful piece of. Well, thank film. you. I'm so glad that they kept that in there. And I'm so glad that mm-hmm. you got to say that. Um, yeah, I, I've seen that. Thank you. Happy I'll, to hear that. Yeah,
1: I've watched that and loved it as well. It's so well shot. And I've really found it must be great for people who want to follow in your footsteps. It's a really good, super uh, detailed. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: it's, it's really cool.
1: And then but then the way that you came through that it was really nice to kind of get to meet you through that video cuz I thought you know it was it was really well done and yeah you gave it some some honesty and I
0: really liked it yeah it was
1: wonderful. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah it's Thank almost you. like a that part there is almost like a I wouldn't say a break of character and I don't mean that in a bad way at all but it's funny uh-huh. cuz um your kind of mindset throughout the film is you're giving people information and and I do yeah. this myself. If I'm giving somebody technical information, I go into a different tone and, uh, and I'm just, I'm thinking and I'm presenting information and they're facts and they're important. Mm-hmm. But that that's a beautiful part of that film where you, you change from that instructor to this, uh, well, just this person appreciating where you are. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's about one minute of gold in the middle, uh, <laughs> in the middle of the rest of the gold, by yeah. the way, yeah, the, whole, the whole thing's good. It's just a shiny bit. <laughs> um, and one of my favorite quotes of that whole film is right at the end. Is that, uh, a, a friend or an acquaintance or, a a, 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 a hiking buddy that you you do that uh, film with?
2: that i climb who i climb with or who's yeah. filming
0: uh who you climb with uh,
2: that is uh, his name is Per, and he works as the sport director at the kevnicaise mountain station
0: oh yeah he's so cool we have met he's, a couple of times he's a cool dude seems yeah. like seems yeah, like a is. nice uh, nice guy yeah
2: he i think he knows that mountain better than anyone else
0: is that right he, he says something at the end you say to him so what do you think uh you say to him something like, so what do you think a person should focus on when they're, um, you know, getting ready to climb this? And if, mm-hmm. I, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, he says, utol, is that how you say
2: it?
0: Oh. Utoliet. utoliet, that's right. Utoliet, utoliet, utoliet. utoliet. He just yeah. says it three times. <laughs> yes. Which is yes. endurance, endurance, endurance. Oh, yeah. And I just mm-hmm. thought, that's hilarious. Like... And it's as simple as that. Like, I mean, really, he's just yeah. saying. And he gives some great examples too. He says, like, most we live in a sedentary life. We have sedentary jobs. We, mm-hmm. um, you know, some people do like a, you know, a high intensity workout for thirty minutes, yeah. and that's it. He said, you mm-hmm. hard to find anybody who's doing some, you know, going for a four hour run. So yeah, um, yeah I thought that that's cool because. One one of my um, the things I say is when I'm getting ready for a hike, I just say legs all mm-hmm. day. That's my yeah. motto. It's just legs all day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if my training's just around legs, leg, legs, mm-hmm. legs, 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 yeah. so legs. Whatever yeah. that is in Swedish. I took that out <laughs> of the video
1: too. I I, uh, I thought that was good perspective from from the guide there. Mm-hmm. I thought he did a great job of putting that. Uh,
0: yeah. He just—he yeah, didn't I even think, think that, about the answer. No. He just smashed no, it.
2: <laughs> no. And I think it's very clear that because he sees, I mean, the reason why I wanted to do this film is because it's one of the most popular nature challenges or experience that people does, even if they don't have any hiking experience, like climbing the highest mountain in Sweden is something that a lot of people want to do and they see it as not exercise or like strength challenge which is Mm -hmm. i mean it's really not it's just having the being able to do something for a very long time so i think that a lot of people that comes there uh they think that doing this if they do 30 minutes a day every day that's what's gonna get them to the top Mm -hmm. but well it's different totally different way of working out that when yeah. you're out and taking it easy for for many many hours
0: yeah no i agree i think anybody well not anybody most people can endure 30 minutes of mental and physical discomfort mm-hmm. but when mm-hmm. that turns into six seven eight hours or multiple days yeah. it can start to crush people's will
2: mm-hmm. yeah so i think that that's what i want to like give to people that don't really know what it's about to to see it and watch it and understand like oh okay this is what's what climbing a mountain is about Mm. maybe i should should do some longer hikes as well to prepare myself even better
0: yeah well i think you i think you succeeded it's it's a fantastic Mm. um film and there's so many good tips in there just about Every aspect of hiking and safety, and personal locator beacons, and all sorts of stuff like that, um, mm-hmm. and especially my favourite: be prepared for all sorts of weather, because I get sick <laughs> yeah. of reading all of these things about lost hikers who, um, are oh yeah, only wearing a cotton t-shirt.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They were. I think there was a, there was a rescue operation just the week before I got there when they. There was some people that had been hiking out in shorts and ended up on a different mountain.
0: Oh, <laughs> so no.
2: it's so yeah, it's it's definitely
0: needed. How did that film come about? How did the um, how did that idea pop up? And who's how did you get that? Uh,
2: actually, I was doing a film about uh, Kungsleden, so I was hiking Kungsleden, the King's Trail, mm-hmm. uh, in the beginning of the summer. Um, which I'm um, editing at the moment. So
0: oh, you're editing that uh, now.
2: Yeah, so that's not oh, uh, great. done yet. Good. But as I was doing that, because the north part of uh, Kungsleden is uh, very much tight, it goes from Obisku to Nigellund, and then you pass Kebnekaise. So we wanted to add a part of Kebnekaise to that film. But as time went on, I realized that it would be better to do two separate films to right. um, and then cut them a little bit together but then also have the Kebnekeiser film as a separate film.
0: Yeah, I think that was a great decision because that Kebnekeiser film stands alone perfectly. Like it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm looking forward to the, the next part. Well, it's not the next part. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, it was the prequel, wasn't it? You did that before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's awesome. You, it's not your, you've got another, well, you got a short film. I'll call it a short film mm-hmm. uh, called With Passion for Nature.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, in that you say that nature is a place where you disconnect and mm-hmm. reconnect and also be present I know earlier you said that you're not a very spiritual person but they sure sound like some <laughs> spiritual words. <there.
3: laughs>
0: and when, when I say spiritual yeah, I'm not I'm not necessarily I'm not um I'm not using the word spiritual related to religion I'm just using it as how would you say it like an interest in your own um, yeah. well-being uh, and mm-hmm. y- you interest in your own wellness yeah
2: yeah yeah that's something that i mean there is so much that has changed uh for me since i i started being outdoors doing adventures so i think that journey like the inner journey is very interesting and i think that is that is something that i try to talk about when i have talks for example and i don't i want to use my i want to use myself as an example but I love to bring people out but I also love to make people think that you know follow their dreams and follow follow their their heart and do what they want and not think too much about what other people think or so things that can dreams stop that them, aren't you know.
0: specifically outdoors you just mean it doesn't have to be outdoors just- yeah right, got you yeah okay yours um, in particular is outdoors mm-hmm. mm. well that's that's nice and I noticed that you were doing some... Um, some talks, some presentations. Is that something that uh, you're finding yourself doing more of in recent times?
2: Uh, yeah, I have. I, I mean, I did a lot of them just after the PCT, mm-hmm. uh, and then I've done a lot of them after the Expedition Sweden as well.
0: Oh, that's great. And obviously, you were, um, do you mean Expedition Sweden, the adventure, or do you mean the book?
2: Uh, Little I both. think, uh, well, more, yeah, but more after the book came out, of course. It got a little bit bigger then.
0: <laughs> and what uh, what prompted you to go from doing the, um, that Swedish adventure to then actually thinking, oh, this would be a good idea to write a book? Uh,
2: well, actually, we were thinking about making a film out of it. So, so my boyfriend, who has, has filmed the Kaiser film as well, he was with me on a few sections and we filmed and then I filmed myself. But then when I, when I came home, I was, I was invited to a, a book release for, a um, food, like a cooking book. mm uh-huh which I have no idea why I've been invited to because <laughs> I eating free dried food, you know, I'm not like when people ask me in interviews, like, what's your best food tips? I'm like, um, oh, here, I really um, like this pad thai by this brand. <laughs> so, yeah, but when I got invited to that. And while being there, I found out who the editor was for, the, for or the publisher of that book. And I started talking to her. And then a month later, I had a contract. So it went from a film mm-hmm. to, to the book.
0: It's cool. I'm going to say it straight away. It's a pretty handy boyfriend you've got there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I should get myself one of those too. <laughs> <laughs> Sick of self filming. Yeah. That's, that's great. No, that's good. No, that was uh, that was well shot. That that film. So full credit to him. Yes. Please pass that on. Absolutely. To tell him that I, I enjoyed will. the whole thing. Uh, yeah,
2: and I mean, I I think he's amazing just in that because he's. I mean, I've been out the entire summer when I when I doing that, and he's coming from works in in Stockholm and climb the mountain twice and <laughs> and with a camera and all that gear. Yeah, so.
0: yeah, he's doing yeah, it. That's, well, that's incredible. It's harder for him. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, I have filmed um, a documentary before carrying. Film gear, and it's it's not the easiest thing in the world. Trying nope. to not die at the same time as um, <laughs> capture something special, mm-hmm. um, but it is rewarding, and I'm sure he looks back on that and thinks that it was worth every second.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope so too, for both of your sake. <laughs> 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 the uh, something that I started to notice as I watched more and more of your videos was the fact that you're out there solo a lot. And mm-hmm. it's no secret that, or rather it won't be now because I'm about to say it, <laughs> the, <laughs> um, the, the way that we got in touch was uh, a, a previous guest of ours is Thomas Evoom, uh, mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic guy on on Instagram. And, mm-hmm. yeah, he, we had a great chat with him years ago. Yeah, And mm-hmm. on his Instagram feed, his son was reading your book. Yeah. And I'm an absolute, I love books. <laughs> and so anything about outdoors or wilderness or whatever, I mean, what's that? What's he reading? What's that kid reading? And mm-hmm. I noticed in the comments that you had uh, responded and, you know, said I uh, sent a nice message to his son. And so mm-hmm. then I was able to look you up and then that just started um, the whole snowball effect. Yeah. <laughs> but the timing was what was so amazing. It was literally two days after I'd received a message on, on our Facebook um, group for this podcast and, mm-hmm. um, from a woman who said, oh, can you can you give us some more information and tips on, uh, you know, solo hiking for women? And I said, mm-hmm. well, in a nutshell, I think that um, I'd be able to give some information on that, some logical information, no matter what sex you are. But mm-hmm. but we're, we're not female, so we can't yeah. 100%, 100% do that job. No. And then it was literally two days later, literally... And I even sent you a <laughs> screenshot from that and uh, yeah, I said, yeah, oh, I that. need your help, Linda. We need, we need someone like <laughs> you. Because I looked through your stuff and I said, oh, my gosh, this is meant to be. You know, you were just saying mm-hmm. earlier you're not a big fan of the meant to be and I, I'm I'm not really either. But this is one of those occasions where uh, it just dropped right in my lap and I said, wow, that's, that's the lady mm. I need to contact. And uh, mm-hmm. so uh I guess that kind of leads me to, to back to that question is yeah what what is the attraction with you traveling solo and you know did i'm I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of yeah. people were somewhat concerned or or a little bit negative about that perhaps or maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong
2: um maybe they were <laughs> shocked <laughs> when i did something but yeah I, I i think i've always followed uh my heart mm-hmm. uh, in life so i think that i mean my parents for example i think i don't i don't know but i think that they they are like okay she's gonna do this now and as parents you are worried all the time but i think she knows yeah, what she's true. doing she's not stupid <laughs> so, um, yeah. What What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. um,
0: what 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 Um. What attracts you to to traveling solo so much? Because you seem um, to do it a yeah. lot. You know.
2: Uh, yeah. I I really I really like doing it because I mean I think it's a luxury to be able to be on your own and take care only of yourself for for a while uh, because that is something you never get to do in your like if you want to call it normal life mm. uh, you are always putting on some type of role when you interact with other people yes. like even if it's your partner or if you're if it's your mom if it's your yes best friends or if it's people at work you are different kinds of people yes to different people but when you are only on your own you have no one to put on that role for i mean you can only be yourself and it's a very i really like to get into myself mm. that way uh and like every time like finding out who who i am and what i want and like really get you really get to listen to yourself not only like your own thoughts but also what you what you like what you prefer what you like you you learn to listen to yourself. And I think that as a woman, I think we are from a very young age, like we, like we are really like, when we come into a situation, we are like, always thinking of others and how they feel and how we should be to not make them uh, uncomfortable. How do you say it? uncomfortable? Yeah. Yeah. so that is something I think every woman not struggling with, but they are used to it. Uh, and then when you get to be only on your own, you can just focus on you and what you want. And I think that's a luxury.
0: I, I and don't a think I've ever type heard, of freedom. Well, it is. I don't think I've ever heard anyone hmm. use the term being by yourself as a luxury. And I love it. I think that's eloquent I think that's exactly right so it is a luxury. special it's experience. rare right it's rare that's right mm-hmm. yeah we we both do it uh mm-hmm. every now and then and it is very grounding mm-hmm. to um as you say there's no there's no roles to fit into' We're just no
2: and you, you also you also learn to like listen to your guts what your guts tells you yep, about stuff sure. like maybe I shouldn't go up here maybe I should go that way and like all these kinds of stuff and that's the thing that like I think, at least women are told not to listen to uh, that much because we want to be polite all the time. And oh, this guy sounded a little bit. Um, maybe that was just me, like thinking the were of like. Uh, if if something has happened to someone, you almost always hear that I had a bad feeling from the beginning.
0: Oh yes yes but you, but you do know like
2: ignoring that because you right. want to be polite right
0: uh right. and
2: that is something like you don't listen to your guts you like ignoring your own guts and then when you come out and being on your own you ha- you like learn over to to listen to it and and realize that it's kind of good to listen to it
0: so when you move back into your everyday life you're able to take that methodology and and use that in what we're people consider normal situations
2: yeah and it makes you feel much more confident uh when you're when you know that you can trust yourself and you know what you want mm. because that's what you want and not anyone else yeah that's a, that is a strength
0: i think that's fantastic and you're saying earlier that you think it's a do you think it's kind of like an instinctual thing as a woman or are you saying that it's um kind of programmed into you from a young age to...
2: No, I think much. it's programmed. I, th- I think yep. that most women are really good, like they have a really good like voice in their head that telling mm-hmm. us stuff or, or or if it's our guts or whatever, but uh, we are like programmed not to listen to it in, in this um, modern Nature. world, I think.
0: Yeah, there's nothing, uh, there's no greater teacher than Mother Nature because when you make a mistake... You've got to pay for it on the spot when you are by yourself, mm-hmm. and you, yeah, you've got nobody to, um, you know, get an opinion from even. Mm-hmm. Which uh, it can be daunting, daunting at first, but um, I think it's quite a, it's quite, um, how would you say it? Exciting after a while.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
3: yeah.
0: We we always- yeah,
2: and it can be anything like, like if you want to cross a stream, and you're like, okay, everybody goes that way, but look doesn't that look safer and now i'm going here where everyone else goes like oh no that was not a good idea and then you go the way that you thought was safe and you're like "Hmm, maybe next stream i'm i I listen to what i yeah
1: (laughs) there's always that element of making decisions when you're on your own and you have to like you say listen to your guts and we've um grown a lot through that experience i know i have and i've heard tom say the similar things Mm -hmm. that it's been a yeah, a very personal sort of um, experience. Getting out on your own and having to make decisions about just what you're doing around the next corner—it's all the way yeah. through. It's all the way along. It doesn't stop mm-hmm. when you're out there on your own. Yeah, mm-hmm. I- yeah,
2: and no, I don't think that matters if you're a man or a woman. And just thinking that women are more in in normal life, like put away from that.
0: Sure. Yeah, uh, es- especially in that. Uh, what some people would consider an extreme environment, like e- mm. even for you to be in that en- environment, and this is not me speaking. I'm not trying to sound condescending. I, I don't believe this, but most of society would believe that. Uh, oh, that's that's not really a place for a woman on her own to be out in the mountains. That's a bit <laughs> silly, you know. Um, yeah. Basically, because they they wouldn't last three minutes alive. <laughs> Uh, in those conditions and they're probably not giving uh, women like yourself credit for the amount of hours and time Mm -hmm. that you've put into preparation for such Mm -hmm. things
2: yeah I remember when I when I finished the PCT uh, I think I wrote to the PCT association and asked for some statistics that they didn't have maybe they have Done it now uh but how many like women and men that attempt to hike the entire trail and how many percent that actually makes it
0: mm, i yeah. think
2: that would be a very interesting number to see oh,
0: that'd be fascinating and I, I think you're probably right i bet they've got those statistics somewhere um yeah that would be really interesting and I mean, if you wanted to dig deeper on that, it'd be great to know the reasons behind it. Mm. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, personally, I just see that most people would perceive that it was, would be more difficult for a woman because they would immediately impose their own um, worries and fears onto, um, on. oh, because you're a woman. Well, mm. there's more chance of this and there's more chance of that. It's almost like uh, people jump, jump <laughs> yeah. to those conclusions.
2: Yeah, it's kind of kind of ridiculous because I mean, nature doesn't change just because you have something in between your legs or not. <laughs> so, I mean, the, I mean the, the winds are just it as hard and the rain is over, as cold. And... Over a log oh, or maybe. Something. Yeah, but that would make it harder to be a man. It does. Maybe.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's tough out yeah. there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll explain it later. It's okay. <laughs> that's one thing we know about we don't know about anything else
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i I think at the same time i also understand why it is a common like why i get the question like how is it to be a female hiker or female adventurer and it kind of annoys me when i get the question but at the same time i understand uh because i did when i wrote my book i i put on a out a question on a community on Facebook and asking what people's biggest fear uh, is when they go out on a hike or into nature. And as all of the men said, like uh, getting lost or getting stuck into a snowstorm or stuff like that, but almost all women replied, like being attacked by an unknown man.
3: Yeah. Mm.
2: And the men was really like surprised when this showed up like that was the thing that almost all women were most afraid of and they were like is it me is it me, yeah, me yeah, yeah, afraid it's, of? It's, it's
0: it's hard not to take that personally if you're a, mm. um you know a good member of the hiking mm-hmm. community mm. <laughs> yeah
2: but i mean like like in 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 the cities and in civilization i think i read something like every 10 uh like one woman out of 10 have been harassed like have been through sexual harassment some just in, some way
0: you mean just in mm. normal everyday life
2: right yeah yeah exactly yeah. in in cities um is, or, or and yeah. any time in life they uh, one out of 10 and i think that everyone knows someone yeah so it's it is a fear that i think um yeah well, that's it's a great like, point it's, i understand yeah. why the fear is there
0: well that's a very valid point so you're just taking that statistic and applying it to um. Yeah, into hiking. So it kind mm-hmm. of makes sense that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, that,
2: but what I feel like because that's because that's what you're thinking. I mean, if you're, it's very rarely that a woman who has been out a lot, like me, or like even a lot less, yeah. but that they are worried. Uh, it's more people who starts from scratch yeah. that goes out that yeah. are worried. Because in my experience, I mean, of course, something can happen, but yeah. it's way less likely to happen far out on a hiking trail than when you're going home from the pub or, Yeah. I mean, statistically, and, it's more dangerous to live with a man than go well,
3: out
0: like hiking. That's a good point too. Sure. I, yeah, no, I like that. I, I think you make a really good point and And... Uh, you know, we we had a short phone call i'll say short but it did go for half an hour um prior in the lead up to this and i was i said to craig uh afterwards i said oh i had to get off because i just wanted to keep talking and and i and but i was just like i didn't want to um uh ruin the podcast and like just know everything that you told me but yeah but uh a couple of those points were you did raise and i thought of those later and well yeah they're they're really good points um and something else we spoke about was, uh, and I did respond in the Facebook group to this listener uh, mm-hmm. with this point, and I said, I think there's a misconception that uh, when men are hiking, that A, they're safe and in no danger, uh, and B, that they don't get scared. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and I'd have to say that I, I would assume, Again, I can't speak from any statistical evidence, and I'm not a woman, but I would assume that most women, yourself not included, would think that, uh, oh, yeah, no, for guys hiking, I mean, yeah, of course, he's going to be fine, and why would he get scared? There's nothing to be scared about. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Haven't they heard of grizzly bears? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. There's plenty of things. I mean, Mm -hmm. Craig's petrified of snakes, aren't you, mate? (laughs) Not but
2: scary. I think that the difference <laughs> so there much. is that I mean it's it's uh it's okay to be scared. That's the thing. I'm scared when I'm out for like if I'm like, oh should I really camp here? Because there seems to be like a thunderstorm coming in, then I can be scared. But it's also it's okay to be scared.
0: Absolutely. We've been scared. I'm okay. happy to say yeah. it on yeah. this podcast plenty of times, yeah. by myself yeah. and with Craig, <laughs> mostly yeah. with Craig. Did- he's a scary guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I think that the difference for, for men and women there is that when we are growing up, when we get scared or something gets hard, there's always someone else taking care of the problem. Right. It's, always, it's also like... It's polite to like do simple things like opening a door mm-hmm. for a woman. Right. So like that is why it's so. It's something. Um, uh, it's very like empowering. You're not used to like being scared and having to take care of it yourself, and that is also a difference. I think why we think it's harder for for women to be out. It's not harder. It's just more rewarding. Yeah, because you learn that you can take care of things
0: you're scared of. I think it's, you see, talking to you, and I know anybody, um, a female who's a beginner hiker who's Mm -hmm. contemplating the idea of either um, starting to solo hike, even during just a Mm half-day hike or a full-day hike, and most definitely an overnight hike, I I think uh, because you're so... Knowledgeable in what you do, you're Mm -hmm. you know unbelievably comfortable, which comes from the the confidence, and really down Mm -hmm. to earth, uh, just so normal. I feel (laughs) like it would be difficult for uh, a woman listening to this who's Mm -hmm. toying with the idea of moving into solo hiking to listen to you. Mm -hmm. You almost sound so far from what they could possibly be or what they yeah, could possibly maybe. achieve. But did you not start at the same place that they did?
2: Uh, well, I I don't know. Maybe it's part of like I, I had, um, it depends on who you are, I guess. I mean, I had a lot of male friends. When I grew up, I had more male friends than uh, than female friends. Uh, so I think that... I think that I learned from the beginning that life is for living and not to be avoided, right. you know? Right. So that's, that might be a way that I had in my head that made it easier for me. But there's things that hasn't been easy for me either. And I just think that if you want to start and if you are afraid of, of something, if it feels scary to sleep in your tent, I mean, start where it feels safe, like start in your apartment put up your tent there and see how it is to not see what happenings Mm. outside the walls. And then maybe you can, if you're if you have a house, you can go into your garden or a friend's garden or your parents garden or something like that and put the tent up there and see how it feels. If it feels scary to have it closed, just open it up so you can see out if that makes you feel safer. And then when that feels okay, take it like baby steps to the next.
0: That's great advice. That's actually really good advice. That's, um, while you were saying that, I thought, oh, well, that's how I'm progressing with my, my sons. They're just moving Mm -hmm. into the backyard now, sleeping in the backyard by themselves. And, um, yeah, then they'll, dad, dad, I heard something over there. Turn the torch on. Okay. (laughs) I turn the torch on and it's just a toad hopping in the leaves (laughs) but but that's the thing once they know oh that's the sound of a toad hopping through the leaves okay then Mm -hmm. i'll i won't worry about that next time and they just keep ticking off one thing after the other so no that's that's good i like that advice yeah start where you Mm -hmm. feel safe and then expand from there i mean it's Mm -hmm. quite logical
2: yeah i remember my first hike in the swedish mountains where there was a, it was kind of, kind of late in the season or even after the summer season. It was in October, I think. And there was a lot of reindeers and I had no idea what reindeers was about. It's like, are they, are they dangerous or are they, I, I didn't know anything about them, but they, they were kind of nice. But I remember laying in my tent at night and I just felt like when I heard them, it's like, oh, what is this? And what, what are they going to do? And yeah. then like, I think it was, five years later I was back at that same spot and then I woke up at night and hearing like a lot of reindeers going past my tent and I just loved the sound of it
3: oh wow to
2: like feeling that I'm in I mean in their habitat in the nature of them and being part of it instead so that is was like two very different way yeah. of seeing it From in this like a- actual
3: same you're place.
0: kind of like acclimatized or conditioned yeah. <laughs> to, to, you know, get used to that and see it as yeah. a positive. That's yeah. that's interesting. I feel the same way about uh, snakes now in Australia. Oh. Yeah, turn it, yeah, definitely. Turned used around, to, yeah. Yeah, definitely turned mm-hmm. around, 100, 180 degrees, Turn around. It used to be something I mm-hmm. would see, you know, in the distance, on the path or whatever, whether it was venomous mm-hmm. or not. Uh, and, you know, the first reaction was probably most people's reaction, which is of fear and danger. And mm-hmm. But um, I guess over time, just spent yeah. more time around them. And, yeah, um, you know, there's, you know, I've picked them up on the trail. And mm. there's, a, there's a picture on um, Instagram of me wrapped around my arm while I was getting uh, t- ticks out of its face. <laughs> it was a, it was, you know what a, a tick is, right?
2: Well, there I'm. I'm not there yet.
0: <laughs> oh, you're not there. You're not there with snakes. <laughs> no, no, I'm not there. Uh, no? Do you have many uh, snakes in Sweden?
2: No, we have not. We have like two or three, or two, two different three, types. Cold, one yeah. snake that is actually a lizard, some way, but uh oh, a fake snake. It's <laughs> yeah, fake snake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but only one of them. It's. Uh, I mean, one is harmless, and the. The other one does a little bit of harm,
0: but a little bit of it's harm. So like, you wouldn't have
2: It's many. not like your animals. No, we, <laughs> we've got so it. many
0: snakes. We come up with all <laughs> um, stupid names for them. Like you probably don't have many uh, names for a snake. We've got the uh, nope. Um, the nope rope. Nope rope. Yeah. Okay. Yep. The nope rope. Nope. nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, we've got the wriggly stick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying think of them now
0: another one i'll think of another one later those are my two favorites the no probe yeah. <laughs> but it's it's funny you
2: say it's funny you say that you pick them up we learned like when i i did the this wilderness first aid uh training uh there was um, a section of of snakes and uh, scorpions and these kinds of, of animals and there was there there's a like a saying that they had from the u.s i don't know if you have it too but it was something like uh Red, black, and yellow kills a fellow. Red and black, and then they changed it to to red and yellow. Ki- don't pick up snakes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> very wise. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I I agree with that. I mean, I don't. I don't. I'm not saying you should go out and do what what, what do do I, I do. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it's taken me a long time to get to that, and I'm uh, I'm very cautious, but. But I know I agree. Yeah, look, if you if you keep your distance and stay away, um, mm-hmm. you can still admire them from a distance. And I think there's that's uh, better for everybody. Uh, I think yeah. but the the most of the times I interact with them is when like that one seemed sick that I picked up, and huh. um, because it had so many ticks on its face. And oh. then uh, another time there was one straight across the trail, and we literally couldn't proceed. And then Mm -hmm. I had one in my backyard that was about uh, somewhere around nine foot long Mm -hmm. um, going Mm -hmm. through my backyard towards my chickens. So I had to go and um, (laughs) capture him and and then drive him down the road in my car and let him out in the bush. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's mostly... I beg your pardon?
2: No, it's like stay away from my. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um I my neighbor said, "Oh, where did you let him go?" I said, "Oh, down the end of the street." He said, "Oh, you should have taken him further." <laughs> said, doesn't worry me. <laughs> uh yes, something um
2: But it's funny like it's it's like this kind of proves like it's it most of our our fears, not all, but most of them they are in our heads.
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: That's us making them up. Yes. We see like Fantasize about w- what can happen, and,
0: uh, and and education is the is the key to that to unlocking that yeah. door. Like it's always Edu- education, mm. education and experience. I, I've got a friend who who said he like he can't stand snakes. He's not good with them at all. And I said, you know, the mm. best thing you could do is yeah. I mean, it sounds like I'm promoting my own podcast, but who cares? It's my podcast. As <laughs> the best thing you can do is go back to one of our earlier episodes where. Mm. Uh, An ex-snake catcher is now Mm -hmm. a reptile and snake photographer, Mm -hmm. and the best thing you can do is go back and listen to that, because he methodically goes through all of the characteristics and the nature of a snake. Mm -hmm. He talks from their perspective, what are they trying to get out of the situation, Mm -hmm. what do they want? What don't they want? And he explains mm-hmm. everything. So, like, we came out of that podcast, and I said, "Well, oh, next time I see a snake, I'm going to be totally chilled because <laughs> I understand the um, uh, the idea, the yeah. ideas that it's having. No different to you with your with the reindeer experience. Is mm-hmm. when you saw them the first time, are they going to attack the tent? I don't know. <laughs> when you saw them years later. You probably mm. knew a little bit more about the way that they interact, mm. mm-hmm. and I think that goes for everything. I know that uh, Thomas Ebung, who we were talking about earlier, uh, every year he tries to get to um, a particular part. It's up where the mm-hmm. up near where the is it the Sami people still um, mm-hmm.
1: the mountains? He calls it yeah,
0: where they um, they're like the traditional people of Sweden, aren't they? The yeah, yeah 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 he goes up into those areas and he looks uh, he goes uh, bear watching with his mm-hmm, friends mm-hmm. and uh, you know for somebody like myself who's never seen a bear in the wild, you think well mm-hmm. I wouldn't know the first thing about uh, what it means when they do this or what it means when they do mm-hmm. that or when when do I get scared? Do I just get yeah. scared when I see it, or do I get scared when it's um got me against the tree? I don't know which one. Um Well, probably I, I wouldn't at the time. I, yeah, probably yeah. probably both, Linda, if I'm honest. But uh <laughs> but you know, then when people are so comfortable around something like he is, then it, it becomes mm-hmm. natural and you understand what's happening, you can mm-hmm. move in that space uh in a in a completely different way to somebody like myself. Mm-hmm. Which I think folds nicely into the conversation we're having about, um, you know, a, a woman traveling through the, you know, solo hiking, solo canoeing, or whatever hmm. is just yeah. that education is going to be is going to be the key to to removing some of those fears. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, the education
2: and, and the experience, experience, think, yeah, to, to feel that okay, this is. I mean, it's so much easier to say that it's in your head than to actually oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. feel it.
2: So, yeah. so by experience, I think uh, we will, yeah, You yeah. will find it, find it out.
0: And there's, uh, you know, like we said before, there's. I remember my first solo. Uh, it was a canoe trip. It wasn't a hike, and mm-hmm. I remember being. I don't know, just out of sorts is a way that I would explain it. Like not right. I was, it was, and concerned, just concerned about everything. Just mm-hmm. double checking everything, uh, almost like OCD and worrying <laughs> yeah. about everything. And, and it took me like a whole day or something to actually, it wasn't until the next day where I actually started to enjoy where I was and what I was doing, but it's mm-hmm. a learning process. How often do yeah. we spend time alone as humans nowadays? Mm. Almost never. Almost <laughs> never. And even if we are alone, we've still got access to a device, which makes mm-hmm. it seem yeah. like we're not alone, even though we still mm-hmm. are. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's a, it's a big step for anybody. It's not just uh, about women. Yeah.
1: there's stuff to be afraid of, even in our normal lives, every single day. And, you know, fear and anxiety just creeps into... I think there's more things. I mean, (laughs) have you seen cars? Have
2: you seen how fast they drive? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's
1: like... I believe that's what I'm almost (laughs) trying to say there. And then when you get out into the wild, you can... Fear is always part of it, no matter Mm -hmm. what that fear is, what, you know... Um, and some of them are real, and we have to overcome them. It, the best adventures have some element of fear; otherwise, they don't excite us. Um, in 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 the start, and especially at the end, when you when you get back and you go, "Wow, we hmm. um, we achieved something there." So there has to there's always that overcoming your fear thing. With, with I think there's a, a mm-hmm. certain
0: um, with I have a certain trust in Mother Nature. When I want to say trust. I, I understand how how she works and Hmm. I understand how most of the animals and creatures work within Hmm. the areas that I frequent. Something that I think we did um, touch on 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 our phone call as well was, I think I remember saying to you, people have asked me in the past, oh, uh, you know, when you're hiking um, and you're alone out there for a couple of days you know, what, what are you scared of? Like, what are you, you're scared of breaking your leg or, or are you scared of wild dogs or dingoes? Uh, mm-hmm. um, are you scared of getting bitten by a snake? And I said, no, none of those things, none of those things. The only thing I'm slightly concerned about is running into other people. Literally, <laughs> I would rather run into a pack of dingoes, which is a, 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 A wild dog in Australia, if you're not familiar with it. I'd rather run into a pack of dingoes or um, a boar or anything Mm -hmm. than run into other people. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about just on a regular hiking trail. It's nice to bump into other people and have a conversation and and everything like that. But I'm talking about right in the wilderness where, um, you know, you're only there. For certain reasons, and they're either good or bad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I would guess that I, I'm not worried about if I meet someone like tens of uh, kilometers or miles into a trail because people there are in a. They are like they are positive. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are well, like, but you know, but people, had to, people,
0: you can't get there easily, can you?
2: Yeah, I mean, you have to, it's it's such, I think that if, if you are a person who sets out on that such a long hike, that is something that you feel passionate for. Correct. And evil actions, bad actions doesn't come from a positive mindset.
3: Mm. They come
2: from being like depressed, like feeling that you're not belonging, feeling that you're lonely, feeling that you're feeling that you're bad or feeling not connecting to others. That's where bad comes bad actions comes from not from being positive and doing the things you love yes uh but on the but i think where i'm more afraid of other people is when i'm close to a trailhead or a campground or exactly places where where alcohol can be brought yeah. to
0: and that's where that can on the on the pct yeah. and on the Appalachian trail and that it, it happens within you know, for any of the listeners who don't know, these these trails pass through small towns um, mm-hmm. quite regularly or semi-regularly. And I've read reports of um, people from the towns, you know, with, with yeah. mental issues or whatever, then going mm-hmm. on the trail and then things happen. So you, you're correct in that a lot of it's happening around the civilization, as yeah. you said earlier. I don't think... Um, Anybody who's got the inclination to hike for 12 hours into the wilderness is the sort of person who doesn't want to be there because of the wilderness.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. no. no, and it's all like usually it's something like if, if a person is, is bad or evil or what do you want to call him or her, uh, he or she is that all the time. But alcohol is something that can drag that out of a person. Yeah. And it's very unlikely that you carry that amount of alcohol that
0: far but, out on a trip. Craig's, tra- yeah, it's Craig's the only person I know who carries that much. Like, <laughs> I'm the only so person but,
2: but, but he seems nice. <laughs> he's, that's <laughs> what he,
0: He's one of the nice ones. He just gets all mellow, mellow and cuddly. But um, the, he trains specifically to carry that much. Um, <laughs> He's got a massive backpack and everything. Just but got back to working he get, out, actually. Yeah. yeah, he gets into ultralight <laughs> hiking just so he can carry more um, whiskey.
2: pre uh, um, dried whiskey.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: dehydrated whiskey. Yeah. You just add water and shake it up. Yeah. Yeah. That, right? <laughs> that could be a product, actually, Linda. We should be marketing this.
1: <laughs> no, you don't have to be scared of me. I'm okay. <laughs> no, he's all, right. he's all right. I've
0: been out. Many a times with him. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah, but but I understand you with it. Like, I, I know I could feel a little bit. But that's also like, as I said before, it's okay to be scared. Hmm. It's okay because that makes you alert, and that sure. makes you like making good decisions, which you have to trust yourself that you can do. And and as we said before, like listen to your, what your gut say. If there is a person that feels creepy, don't interact with that person. I mean, you can be polite, but you can just hmm. like say hi and then you can keep going you don't have to make like the day for that person you yeah. don't you don't have to interact with him or her and, and
0: you can make your, the following decisions based on on that as well like um yeah. you could decide I mean, to camp in a different place or whatever exactly. or continue on to the next campground or whatever based on those kind of vibes that you got
2: yeah, I mean, if if you have been able to put your pack together and put it on your pack, you're probably not a stupid person. You 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 can think. <laughs> that's well, yeah, anyone that yeah, can clear that a out.
0: Pack of backpacks. Got, yeah there.
2: Yeah, so so somewhere. that's <laughs> like I mean yeah. So if, if there's someone who feels creepy, like don't tell him where you're planning on sleeping or her, uh, or like you can also like tell her like a do you, do you call it white lie?
0: Sure. Yep. Yep.
2: Yeah, uh, like you can say that. Oh, my partner is just around the corner, or he's come there, or I'm uh, meeting her there. If I mean that's that's okay yep. if you feel yeah. that makes you feel safer. Yep.
0: So, yeah, yeah, well, of course. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's good advice. Uh, something that <clears throat> I took a a group of women out for their first hike, um, or mm-hmm. at least their first significant hike, um, mm-hmm. a few years ago now, and. About halfway, two-thirds through the hike, we sat down and we had some tea and coffee and just sat looking at the stream and having a good conversation. And um, I said to them, "What? what's... Because uh, some of them, actually, all of them were work colleagues. So I had spent a lot of time with them at work and we all you know, knew each other on a personal level. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. then they trusted me enough to... <laughs> um, you yeah, know, they knew I was into the outdoors for many years. And then I said, Hey, you know, the f- five of us should get out there. And so something that came up in conversation when I said to him, like, why, why is it only now that you're, you're doing this with me? Like, have you not had opportunities to do this, um, previously? And one of the mm-hmm. common uh, threads that came up in the conversation was they didn't have anybody to do it with. Um, male or female, they didn't. They didn't know anybody who was interested in that. So that was the first blocker. But then the second one was, if they did know a guy, um, that took them somewhere. Usually he was too focused on showing off or being brave or you know, hiking, showing how fit he is and hiking too fast for them or climbing too fast and just all these, you know, silly, <laughs> um, you know, kind of ego-fueled uh, things. But I just thought that was, well, I did, I thought it was sad actually. Uh, and so mm. when you were getting into these things, I mean, you've already said that you you had more male friends than female as you were growing up. Did you mm. find it easy to find the right sort of people to get you out there and start getting you used to the outdoors?
2: Uh, well, the first person I, I turned to was my mom.
0: Oh, yeah, you said that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, so we did our first hike together. Then, I, I mean, I came from, a, I, I worked within the music business. So there was, was not many people yes by then who were into the outdoors so so i and that was also the reason why i i went out on my own because there was really no one else <laughs> interested in that kind of stuff um
0: yeah so your mum there you go maybe you could give out your mum's number on <laughs> Podcast and then people can yeah. come and start hiking with your mum because it's obviously worked well for you. Yeah. <laughs> the That's the secret. Beginner guide. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, now, something that came up in, I think it was earlier this week, I said, oh, uh, when we're talking about availability for the podcast, you said, oh, I've got a um, kayaking class. Did you mean yeah. that you were instructing or, yeah, yeah, that didn't occur to me until later when I was watching a few more of your videos. again, I can't understand what you're saying, but you've got a whole <laughs> a whole list of um what seemed like really informative uh, basic sort of um kayaking information, instructional videos, like short little yeah, short little right. ones that show how to get in from the shore, how to get out from the shore, mm-hmm. how to get in and out from a, uh, what would you call it, like a dock or a jetty. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah.
0: So that that's what made me think, hang on a second, you weren't getting a kayak lesson. Why would you be getting a <laughs> kayak lesson? You'd travelled half of, <laughs> the whole way across Sweden. <laughs> um, so is that something that you're doing sort of regularly as well?
2: Yeah. Um, not the kayaking. I got, um, I, I took a course on on being a sea kayak leader last year. All right. Uh, I haven't done that much since. Uh, I'm also like, I've been the last year, I've been focusing on doing a mountain leader education. Uh, so yeah, now it's um, me and a friend actually, or two friends started a, a traveling agency just a couple of weeks ago.
0: Oh, wow. Congratulations. Uh,
2: so thank you. Uh, so we're gonna start working on like helping people out in nature in different ways, uh, in or in different yeah like from hiking or biking or or kayaking. Oh,
3: that
0: sounds different, great.
2: Different different kinds of. of I trips. mean,
0: that's exactly what um, people need, especially yeah. um, you know uh, females to be able to contact someone like yourself and then be guided. I mean, I think that's, oh, look, that's you, great. It's perfect.
1: Everything you've done must be very inspirational to a lot of people. A lot of, a lot of girls must look up to you and think, geez, I want to be able to do that and overcome my fears.
0: And I'm, I'm yeah. going to say guys as well. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I watched all your stuff and read, read a lot of your articles and went, Oh, wow. Absolutely. There's, there's a, <laughs> wow. It's a lot to learn here. Uh, which I think is fantastic and yeah, it's just...
2: Well, I well, I think I'm, I'm, if I can inspire that nothing makes me happier than that and if I even can help someone taking that first steps, I mean, that's incredible. What, what do you say to, to somebody
0: who's... What do you say to our listeners that are... Because we do get a lot of new hikers. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, people have written to us and said, they've listened to us before they've even hiked. Like they've jumped onto here to get an idea of what hiking is. Mm-hmm. And I, that's unfortunate for them because because we don't know anything about hiking and usually have terrible experiences. So so that's why we got you on. So what, yeah. um, what what do you say to people like that? Like how do you Yeah, what do you say to somebody who's just they're listening, they're either just getting into it or mm-hmm. um or they want to get into it. And I mean male well, or female, it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. I I used to say that like start where you are with what you have and what you know or can today and just take it step by step. From That's there. cool. That's make right. it like make the challenge a little if if you're if you're have been walking like hours around your neighborhood next time maybe walk for four hours and bring some some food and maybe when that feels all right and you feel safe and you know what you're doing like next step is to be out for a full day and maybe a couple of times later or next time you can sleep over in nature
0: well you've taken it just take
2: it step by step
0: you've taken it a lot further than yeah that. yeah you've taken it further, <laughs> further than if-
2: yeah but that but that's what it just feel like feel like, if it feels okay then no, then take the fantastic. next that's step great. and if it feels really good then take it you can take a bigger step of course um, yeah. but, but don't take it too far i mean it's it's a safety thing of too of course you know need to know what to bring if you set out on the longer,
0: longer that's good hike now and, I, I know what to say to people i am just so, yeah. Well, you know, as Linda would say, <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> start yeah. with uh, what you've got. When uh, yeah. I'm going to have to listen back to that and get it perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> that's, that's excellent advice. I love it. It's so, mm-hmm. it's so simple, but you're 100% correct uh, in that I think, and this doesn't just go for hiking, it goes for a lot of things where mm-hmm. people think, oh, if I want to get into, you know, XYZ. I'm going to need the, this gear, and I'm going to need to do this. I'm going to need to do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that's too hard. That's all too hard.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, I yeah. don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't know anybody. All those sort of barriers, um, perhaps, don't need to be there if you just start, as you say, with what you've got right now. That's
2: yeah. Fantastic. I mean, it's a it's another reason like to not. It gets so expensive if you if you start with buying all the gear because when you've been out for for a couple of times, then you realize that you made the wrong decision, <laughs> that you need yeah. something else, that it wasn't the back we you
0: wanted to do. We you... know all about that. Yeah. yeah. That. <laughs> we spent the money before our first hike. And yeah. <laughs> I said to Craig, during the first hike, if this is what hiking is, I don't know if I want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. it, was it was horrible. We, we were, oh, well, I was... I was about to say I'm, I was unfit. I wasn't unfit. I wasn't hmm. hiking fit. Um no. I'd never done any training with my legs. So we'd hike up these hills and mountains and hmm. I just, yeah. it was horrific. It didn't seem like so fun, it was, did it? It's no. it the worst thing I could possibly think of. <laughs> no. So, yeah, don't take our advice, take Linda's. That's, that's all I've got to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it simple, but then... Yeah, build on it, eh? Build on it, and yeah. if, if you start to see that objective of 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 getting out where you can, as you say, get a little bit of perspective on your normal life, get out into the wild and and mm. connect with yourself. I, I've found so much in that. That's that's why I enjoy our mm. the, the weekends and our adventures where we disconnect mm. a bit. Um, well, yeah, that's going to be the
0: the hook, isn't it? Like once you've once you get out there and realize how amazing that is yeah to, mm-hmm. to be in I, nature I, I
1: mean that's that's why mm-hmm. when I I thought about chatting with you and and Tom said that you know I thought there's a gender gap perhaps well are they are people are missing out perhaps on mm-hmm. what we experience when we go out there well let's encourage it and within reason be safe and take it one step at a time but yeah, there is something mm-hmm. to gain from getting out in the wild, no doubt yeah definitely. yeah Linda.
2: And it doesn't have to be hiking the PCT. It can be just like leave your phone and go for <laughs> yeah, an hour in the woods around the corner <laughs> well, where you I'm, live. I'm
0: glad you so. said that because you just yeah. Some okay, people might have started to tune out. And go, Oh what? I don't have to do the PCT. <laughs> oh okay then. I'm, I'm back in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, that's yeah. great, Linda. It's been an absolute pleasure to to uh, to talk to you. And and to be honest. Um, I'd really love to do it again sometime in the future when you when you've got another uh, you know 50 amazing um, <laughs> adventures under your belt which will probably only take you about a year and a half uh, so <laughs> I, 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 I'm already looking forward to that and uh, well thank you when, it's been a pleasure talking to you too I appreciate that thank you very much. Uh, it's okay. when when I say when I get over there, uh, I'll definitely mm-hmm. be hassling you um, to take me to, to the bottom of <laughs> only <laughs> <Just> of <laughs> of the, the car park. Kev, Kev, can I, <laughs> yeah, if we could just—that's it in the distance. Could let me just get a photo. All good. Move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. I can go to the bottom. I'm all good. Um, so yeah, definitely would be hassling you. And uh, I, I appreciate not just your time, but I appreciate. Mm-hmm how open you've been, um, and how generous you've been. And I just, I absolutely know that people, male and female, are going to be inspired and and excited by what they get to take away from, from today's conversation. So thank you very much. Thank you. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, we'd really appreciate your ratings and comments if you can spare the time. If you'd like to know more about Hike or Die TV and keep track of our adventures around Australia, make sure you drop by hikeordie.com. That's where you'll find all the information you'll need to follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or Pinterest. As always, we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening.